And welcome to Rei Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me here today live. This is a show right before Shavuos. Yes, we are now June 9th. We are getting closer and closer to the end of the Sefirah Saomer. And for those of you who are new listeners, here's what we do. We try to develop new skills and tools and help and empower your relationships. Thank you so much for listening to me today. You know, we actually have here our friend, the engineer, who's actually trying to make sure that the sound is coming out clearly. If it's not coming out clearly, I guess you can text us at 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. We have so much to talk about today. It's unreal. You know why I'm telling you this, by the way? Hello, do you realize that there's a three-day yomtiv coming? <laughs> you know, I asked that question, and like, of course, I'm me feel I'm cooking. Like, what do you think I'm doing here on a Thursday? I'm getting ready for all three days of Shabbos and two days of yomtiv. Yes, this is a major, major deal. Now, you want to know why this is a major deal, by the way? Let me tell you what this is a major, major deal. The reason this deal is so major is because, guess what? You're going to be spending time with your family. For three days, <laughs> with the exception of Shavuos night, I guess your husband's staying up. Or those of you men who are listening to me, you're going to stay up all night. Those of you who do stay up all night, it's a minig. It's a minig that we do, that we stay up all night. Um, but let's just take, let's take a couple of steps back now, just for a second. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to me, we are approaching Zman Matan Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah on Shavuos. So, Rabbi Greenfield, okay, I know you're going to connect this to marriage somehow. Come on, you do that really well. Go ahead, Rabbi Greenfield. It really, you know, honestly, guys, it doesn't take much effort. What is Shavuos? Like, this, this is not a stretch. This is it. Matan Torah is a marriage. That's what it was. It was a marriage between us and Hashem. It was a bond. It was a connection, the ultimate connection that we had with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bichvodo ubi'atzmo, Hashem. When you get married to someone, you got to be present, right? Well, guess what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always present. Hashem is always there. But Hashem gave us an opportunity on Matan Torah to actually experience the Shekhinah firsthand. I, I, I can't tell you what that means because, honestly, I don't remember. We were all there. I don't remember. But I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> we experienced HaKadosh Baruch Hu firsthand. The Chuppah was there in Matan Torah. Kadosh Baruch Hu gave us, put, take, took the har, the mountain, put it on top of us. It's like a chuppah. It was literally a marriage. Rabbi Greenfield, come on, you're just connecting it. No, I'm not connecting it. No, I'm not connecting it. You ever read Shira Shirim? What is Shira Shirim? Who is the groom and who is the bride? Who's the husband and who's the wife? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the husband. He's the ultimate giver. Hashem is the one who gives us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu initiates and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. We get it all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we are, B'nai Yisrael, as if to say, we are the bride. This read Shira Shirim, it's all about that. But I want to tell you something, and I'm so happy you're listening to me today because this is going to be an important class. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just the connection. There's something much more important. Okay, I, 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 <laughs> boy, I have so much to say today, Baruch Hashem. You know, yesterday somebody comes over to me, says to me, Greenfield, I know you're involved, Shalom Bayes, this and that, I hear you on the radio, whatever. He says to me, what do you attribute all these divorces? Everybody, you're hearing crazy things, people are getting divorced right and left. The Jewish nation, we, we never had this. We never had this in our history. Divorce was like a, like a dirty word. What, what's going on? Today, it's like people are just, you know, it's, it's happening right and left. What's going on? It's hard to pin it to one thing, but if there's one thing that I, have to, that I have to specify today, one thing, I think this is the theme of Shavuos, the theme of our connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the reason we, re we read Megillas Rus on Shavuos is why? Because one word, in order to have a successful relationship, in order to have a successful marriage, there must be be a total, complete, and not just complete, selfless commitment to the marriage. Marriage is all about commitment. Our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is all about commitment. The theme of this Yom Tif is about us being committed to the relationship. 
That means whether things are good or whether things are bad, whether you're being criticized or you're being attacked or you're being complimented and you're being attended to, whether you're spending time with your spouse or whether you're not spending time with your spouse, whether you feel that he's there for you or she's there for you or you don't feel that, no matter what, I'm still committed to make this happen. It doesn't mean I feel connected. And there's a very big difference between this because I, I, I just want to specify this. You can feel disconnected from your spouse, but you're still committed to the marriage. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, here's the problem with all these couples, unfortunately, who come to my office and say, you know, it's not working out. I don't think it's whatever. It's like, you know, the problem is very simple. You're not committed. Of course, you're feeling distant. Of course, you're feeling that you haven't spent time disconnected far. You don't want to speak to him. You don't want to speak to her. I'm talking about bad times. Chas v'shalom. It happens even in good marriages, right? It happens even in good marriages where you feel distant. But you don't think to yourself, and I owed of, like, you know, maybe it's not meant to happen. I married the wrong guy. It's not really going to happen. It's a complete and utter commitment to the union of marriage. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say this, but there are masses and masses in the secular world, and even I could... I, excuse me to say, yeah, excuse me to say, in the from world also, who are not committed to their marriage. They're not committed. This is Shavuos. Shavuos is our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked us, do you want the Torah? We didn't say, what's in it for us? It depends. Let me check it out. Do a trial run. We didn't say that. What do we say? We said, Nase v'nishma. We will do and then we will hear. We're committed we're committed. And that commitment, that relationship, that marriage that we have to Hashem is the commitment that you have to have to your husband and the commitment that you have to have to your wife. And if you don't have a commitment in your marriage, I want to tell you something. Forget the skills, forget the tools, forget everything that I talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. You're not committed. Of course things are going to go wrong. Even the best of marriages, things go wrong. But you realize that I'm committed. And sometimes things could go wrong for a couple of days. Sometimes you can feel disconnected from your husband for a couple of days. He hasn't spent time with me for who knows how long right now. I feel so disconnected from my husband. He's so busy. And I understand he's got the best excuses and he's working and he's this and he's that. But we don't spend time together. So there's two, there's two ways to deal with this. Way number one is the natural instinctive way, which unfortunately many people have, is and this is what I hear a lot of times. You know, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. If he's interested, let him come and find me because I'm done. I'm done with this. Not chas I'm done with the relationship, but I'm done. I'm done. That's not the right attitude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The right attitude is not to say I'm done. The right attitude is to understand I am hurting now. I'm in pain. This is not good feeling. This is my husband. This is my wife. I feel completely disconnected from him. I feel disconnected from her. We have a problem. Let's work on this issue. I'm not saying I'm done. I'm saying we have a problem. Now, it's very, very difficult to walk the tightrope, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I know I'm dealing with this every day. It's very hard to put ourselves in a vulnerable position. And I don't, I should come over to my husband and tell him we have a problem. I should come over to my wife and tell her, you know, we're not spending time. Like, <clears throat> I mean, this, 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 I should do that? It should just happen. And, you know, I, I'm talking as if the men, I mean, I know ladies, by the way, this is more of a problem the other way I'm meaning it's more of a problem when the woman feels disconnected from her husband. As we spoke about so many times that the husband's primary needs to feel achieved, women's primary needs to feel loved. But you have those husbands whose primary needs are to feel loved. And I've met a lot of them. So that's why I don't like, you know, I don't like making absolutes in this, in this particular show. I, I don't like making absolutes because it's not absolute. Nothing is absolute. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You need the commitment. If you don't have the commitment in your marriage, then you're wasting your time because things are going to happen. You're going to be turned off. And what's going to happen is you're going to say to yourself, you know, I'm not interested anymore. And that's the beginning of the end. So this yamtif, this chag, of Shavuos, what we do is we think about the relationship we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu connected to us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Am Segula. What's Am Segula? No matter what, no matter what happens, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. No matter what happens, Hashem loves us. We have no idea how much love HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us. It's, sometimes we, it's hard to see. It's hard to see. What do you mean? We have all these problems. No, 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 no. If you would only understand why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing this to us and how much Rahmanas HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in us, then we would understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. But you know what? Here's the point. The same way we say, let's reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
saying, you know, there's, there's, there's the big marriage is the marriage of Bnei Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then we have our internal marriages, our own marriages. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives, gives us an opportunity to connect to Him through connecting to your spouse. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is not my own little vartlach over here. This is not me deciding on June 9th to come over here and tell you a new little Dvar Torah that I just made up. This is what Chazal tell us over and over and over again. If you want the Shechina, if you want the Shechina to enter into your home, you have to have a good, solid marriage, a peaceful marriage, a connecting marriage. Okay, let's stop for a second. I just want to tell you something, a couple of interesting things. First of all, I <laughs> you know, a lot of interesting things happen to me. It's funny, on my Shabbos table, many times I say stories over. A lot of interesting things happen to me in my life. And uh, I experience a lot of things. And, and I know that many times when it happens to me, it's just like, like you say, a Musr Haskell. It's a Musr Haskell for myself, number one. And it's a Musr Haskell. Many times I take it in when I speak in lectures and, and classes on the radio, whatever it is, I mention it. So uh, last night, I'm driving on the highway, okay? I'm driving, and suddenly I see something really strange happening. What is this? What I see is happening is that uh, I see cars that are stopped on the side. Now, this is very normal for cars to be stopped on the side. You see the hazards are on, and they're stopped. I see one car, and he's taking out his tire. Okay, he has a flat tire. Literally 10 seconds later, another car. Flat tire, another another. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the strangest things. Last night in the Staten Island Expressway, I have been witness to, I can say, at least 30 flat tires all happened together. Now, you could say, oh, this is a miracle. No, obviously, probably there were nails or some truck dropped some nails or something on the floor. And that was it. And that was it. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, boy, I really don't want to get a flat tire. Everyone's getting a flat tire. Let me get off the road. I went off. I got on back on. Please, 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 please. And indeed, I had a special reason for not wanting to have a flat tire, besides the fact that I don't like changing flat tires. Okay, you, you got to do it, you got to do it. But what happened was I was already on a donut because I got a flat tire in the morning. So I was already on a donut. I'm thinking to myself, I didn't get a chance to change my tire. So if I get a flat tire, that's it. Boom, I, I can't move on. Okay, this sounds very nice. So two things I want to say. First of all, it's funny because my wife, for whatever reason it is, she needed to use the car back and forth. You know, we have two cars this day because we travel a lot. And, and to make a long story short, so I offered my wife my car. And she said to me, I hear what you're saying. I'll give you, take my car, not a problem. But the problem is, is that you're only on a donut. And what if I get a flat tire? What's going to happen? And I'm thinking to myself, as she's saying it, you're not going to get a flat tire. How often do flat tires actually happen? What happens every Monday and Thursday? You're not going to get a flat tire. Just drive my car. You have a problem anyways with your car. So, you know what? Drive my car. Drive my car. It'll be fine. So that's what I was going to say to her. Baruch Hashem, this time, you know, I control myself. I'm like, no problem. You want to use, you know, you don't, you don't want to use my car because there's a dummy, whatever it is. Let me try to take care of your car. We'll figure out something with your car. I'll come, I'll change oil, whatever it is. And to make a long story short, here I am that night and I see all these flat tires. And I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, I could get a flat tire. In other words, like, guess what? Your wife was right. She has a reason to be scared. It is possible for her to get a flat tire. Stop, stop just, you know, stop challenging her constant, her, her mind as if to say like, no, you're not right. Be logical, be logical, be logical. And this is a very important theme. Now we're entering to Shuas, I'm really talking to the men. Stop being so logical with your wives. Stop being logical. They're not necessarily logical. Of course, they're logical people, but that's not necessarily the overriding theme in their brain. They're, they're feeling scared. They're feeling scared. And sometimes you think, what are you scared about? Don't worry about it. How often do you have a flat tire? You know something? She's scared. She's anxious about it. She has a right to feel that way. And you have to accept that feeling. Whether you like it or not, that's her feeling. And that's real. That's very, very real. And if it's not real to you, sometimes maybe a Baruch will show you that it is very possible to get a flat tire. You just saw 30 cars that had flat tires. 30 cars. And I'm like, oh boy, wow. It's good I listen to my wife. It's good I listen to my wife. And I didn't like use my mind to challenge her and say, how often do you get flat tires? That's number one. The second thing I want to mention to you, ladies and gentlemen, something very interesting. I was thinking about, I, when I saw these flat tires in the Staten Island Expressway, it wasn't just like old cars or, or, or used cars. or It was, I've seen some brand new 
sparkling, shiny cars last night on the Staten Island Expressway with flat tires. Brand new BMWs, Mercedes, Acuras, whatever. Brand new, sparkling new cars with like engines that are cars that I would say could run up to $100,000. And they were all stuck on the side of the road. And I'm thinking to myself, at the end of the day, you need tires. If you, you can have the fanciest car, you can have that roaring engine and you can have the leather bucket seats and you can have the voice control and the Bluetooth and all the other tchotchkes and everything in your car. Whoa, what a nice, cool car you got there. But if you got no tires, you're not going to be able to drive. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We know that Shavuos is about mountain tire. We know that the engine... The engine of our of our of what we're all about is learning Torah. We know that. We know that. I know most of the people listen to the show realize the chashivas of lima Torah, realize realize how pivotal and critical it is to learn Torah. Everybody at their level, you know. what I'm saying I'm talking to the men. You know, lima Torah, nothing, nothing, nothing as important, right, in a certain way than learning Torah. Of course, give me those chasadim and this and that. Lima Torah. That's why Shavuos night. What do we do? We stay up all night. There's a minute. Not everybody does it. Minute. We stay up. Those who can't stay up, and we learn Torah. The schos of learning Torah. Wow, so important to learn Torah. But guess what? That's the engine of the car. That is the engine of the car. If you don't have shalom bias, you got no tires, my friend. You got no tires. If you come back home from that night of learning and you come back and you have a fight with your wife as far as when to start the meal and you're telling her, too bad, I got to sleep till 3 o'clock. And she says to you, too bad, you got to wake up at 11 o'clock. And before you know it, you're in a big brawl. Guess what? All your limit tires, I'm not saying it's worthless. I'm not, I'm not one of those say it's worthless. But you got no tires. The Shekhinah's not there. You were so connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu by learning Torah all night. Right? Before Shavuos, making up for what our great-great-great-grandparents did. And as if like, they did such a terrible thing or whatever. They went to sleep. But we understand the Shavuos of Torah. We know what Torah is all about. So you're making up, right? You're learning at night. And then you're going to get into machlokas. Then you're going to come back home. You're going to fight with your wife. Then you're going to come back home and go to sleep. And because you're groggy and you didn't sleep the night before, you're going to come down. And you're going to have short temper because she didn't make the, the food that you liked. You thought you're going to have milchiks and you're having fleshiks. Or you thought you're going to have fleshiks and you're having milchiks and now you're going to give her the business. Guess what? The table is set. She worked really hard on setting that table. While you were sleeping, she worked hard to set that table for you. And you're going to come down because you're all groggy because you got your hats on now, right? Hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. And you're going to come down and you're going to give her faces, and you're going to make her feel uncomfortable because you thought you're going to have fleshiks, that you thought that'll be the meal, but instead you're having milchiks. So you know what? You know what? You're taking the shechina and saying, go away, go away, I'm not interested in you. That's what you're basically saying by bringing machlokas. Listen to me. Taira without shalom is like a car without tires. That's what it is. If you don't believe me, I always say, take a look at the, at, at the end of the, the end of Hilchas Chanukah, Rambam Hilchas Chanukah, and he speaks about, it cannot be clearer over there. It's the most clear, it's like clear as day. You want to start like massaging his words? Go ahead, play those games. You know, I know these people, they learn Torah, they play games. Don't play games with the Rambam. Take a look at what he says. He says outright. He says, He says, the whole purpose of the Torah is Shalom. <laughs> no, you didn't really mean that, Ramam. You meant something else. You really meant, look at what he says. The whole purpose of Torah is Shalom. Does that mean that we have to walk around all day and just make peace with everybody? No. What it means is that you have to have Shalom in your house. You have to have peace. So if you're going to learn Torah and you're going to rev that engine and it's going to sound great and you got no tires, you're wasting your time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to enter into a three day yamtif. It could be a beautiful yamtif, or it could be not such a beautiful yamtif. We're going to have Shabbos, which is completely all about Shalom. We had a class on Shabbos. And then we're going to have two days of yamtif. You are going to be together with your family, your husband, your wife, your children. There's really nowhere to go. Can't go to work, can't go shopping, can't go to the mall. There's nowhere to go. So we stay home. So what do we do? Number one is we learn Torah. It's true. So obviously, we're going to learn Torah. But you know what else we do? There's got to be a bedrock. There has to be a foundation. You have to have tires that are blown up. You can't have flat tires. There has to be shalom in your house. 
Now you're telling, you're thinking to yourself right now. Some of you, Rabbi Greenfield, of course, it's going to be shalom. No, no, no. It's not going to be of course, because your kids are going to start fighting with each other. They're going to be bored. They're going to start fighting. They're going to have their hats on. Your husband has his hats on because he ha he hasn't slept well, right? Because he stood up all night. So now he's got his hats on. So now he's got his hats on. He's going to have be short tempered. So how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to be mavater, or are you going to are you going to engage him in the fight? Are you going to let things go, or are you going to point out to him how he's wrong? Are you going to tell him, stop criticizing me? Or are you going to say to yourself, you know, he has his hats on, let's try to be mevata right now. It's all about commitment. That's the key word here, commitment. There were two women, two women, right? Two women. And these two women, these two women, they had a choice, either to connect to Hashem or not connect to Hashem. Rus and Arpa, right? So there's Naomi, and she, oh boy, what she went through. But there's Rus and Arpa, and they decide now. What do they want to do? Their husbands died, and now they can go back with Naomi and join the Jewish people, and there's really, it's like there's nothing in there for them physically because food, money, there's nothing. There's nothing. But are you committed to God? Are you committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Are you going to be committed and do whatever it is? Well, Rus decided, you know what? No matter what it is, I'm committed. I'm committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, she told Naomi. I'm committed. As hard as it was for her. Because in the beginning, she had a beautiful life. When they left Eretz Yisrael originally, I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It was very good. They came from a very rich family. They weren't devastated because of the hunger. They left. And it was good and it was fine. And then, boom, calamity happens. Their husbands died. Both of their husbands, right? So what happens? So Rus decides, you know what? She says to Naomi, she says to her, I don't care. I know you're trying to like push me away. I am committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And because of her fierce commitment, that's why later on she was given the opportunity to, to do, to, to do Yibam, Boaz. And then from her comes the greatest of the great, David HaMelech. From who? It all started with Rus. Why? Because she was committed in the relationship between her and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be committed to our relationships. A lot of you are experiencing downs in your relationship. There are good times and there are not such good times. Unfortunately, a lot of you are taking those downs and pulling yourself further and further down and telling yourself, I'm done. I'm not interested. Let him come after me if he's interested in me, because I'm not. And even if he comes after me, some of you are closing the doors. Some of you are saying, you know what, I'm not interested now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. You're going to have to work really hard. That's not what Hashem wants from us. What Hashem wants from us is to realize I'm hurt. I feel isolated. I feel alienated. I feel you don't care about me. Take possession of those feelings. Not to criticize or attack your spouse because you feel that way. But take possession of those feelings and say to yourself, yeah, I feel really bad right now, but I'm committed to this relationship. I'm committed, so I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to be mevater. I'm going to let things go. And if I can't be mevater, I'm going to negotiate in the right way. I'm going to give my husband instructions. I'm going to give my wife instructions. But I'm not going to attack. I'm not going to criticize because I'm committed to this relationship. And that's what Shavuos is all about. So Rabbi Greenfield, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But what are the steps? So obviously we can't go through all the steps in 28 minutes or 27 minutes and, 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 and 50 seconds. By the way, uh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that um, as far as the workshop is concerned, we have a nice crowd and we have a last Yad I, I tell you about it, we have a last Yad We have a last Yad Baruch Hashem. Like we feel everybody's involved. People are wanting to work in their relationships. These workshops are not about not about you know people who have bad relationships. It's not about, oh my gosh, I have my relationships bad. These are people who are having good relationships and they want to make their relationships even better. Everybody's got challenges. Let's not play games. No one who's listening to me right now is going to tell me, I have a perfect relationship, perfect. Nothing goes wrong. I figured it out and I'm just cruising now. We're just cruising. That's not what marriage is all about. Marriage is all about a challenge, a daily challenge and overcoming those challenges. Why? Because we're tested. We're tested, we're tested, we're tested. And that's Baruch Hashem, the, the, the Baruch Hashem, the Siyat we have these workshops, is great. 
Um, those of you who are calling me and asking me, I no more room. I'm sorry. There's no more room for this workshop. Maybe after Yom Tif, after Sukkot, maybe we'll do another one. But all I have to say is that it's a challenge on a daily basis. It's a challenge on a daily basis. And, and I want to tell you something, ladies, gentlemen, all those of you who are listening to me right now, and that's like this. We're talking about Shavuos. We're talking about relationships because Shavuos is a relationship. It's our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an opportunity to connect to our spouse here on a daily level, a daily basis. And through connecting to our spouse, we're connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's a challenge. And sometimes it means moving beyond our comfort zone. And I want to tell you something. If you are not moving beyond your comfort zone, you're not going to have a successful marriage. It's not about working and, and just being on that autopilot. Because you know something? Sometimes you could be a really nice guy or really nice woman. And I have, oh, <laughs> I'm laughing because how many times do I hear, oh, my husband, for everybody else, he's the nicest guy. But for me, if only people would know how he treats me, then I don't even know if they would be his friends anymore. Or that's the other way around. If only people know what my wife is really about, whatever. You cannot compare the outside world to your marriage. Your marriage is a loaded system. There are attachment issues. There are emotional issues. There are self-esteem issues, self-worth issues. It's a loaded parsha. It's a loaded parsha. If you're going to be a nice guy on a nice, beautiful day, does that mean that you're going to be a nice guy when you haven't eaten? It's 95 degrees. You just got stress from your boss. There's a lot going on. Relationships are complex. Very, very complex, but it's about moving beyond our comfort zone. Ladies and gentlemen, this Shavuos, you're going to be together with your spouse, whether you like it or not. You're going to be together with him and with your children. The first thing I always say, don't forget to connect. Don't forget to fill up the battery or to fill up the cup because you cannot compare a cup that's empty to a cup that's full. You know those plastic cups and I've shown people when we had that lecture? I show people in the workshop. You have that little that cup. That's an empty cup. The plastic cup. You just like move it. Give it a flick. A little flick. It's tumbling all over the place. That's your marriage without love. But if you fill up that cup, your marriage with love and connection, it's a stronger marriage. An ounce of prevention is worth an ounce of gold. Ladies and gentlemen, you have an opportunity to shvuis. You're listening to me now. Reach out to your spouse. I'm primarily talking to the men. Primarily talking to the men. If you're going to buy flowers for Shavuos, that's not buying flowers for your wife. It's not. Maybe get her something else. Maybe buy her a nice card. Maybe buy her some chocolates. Maybe buy her some magazine she likes. Something that means a lot to her. That's how you connect. Gentlemen, tell your wife, when are we going to be spending time together on Shavuos? When are we going to have quality time together? Compliment your wife. Not all wives like the big hearty trophy compliments. Not all wives are into that. I just want to tell everybody, you know, my wife worked really hard on making this beautiful lunch and I wanted to thank her. Some wives it talks to. Some wives it doesn't talk to. Some wives they like it when you come over to them and appreciate them privately and say to them, by the way, I really appreciate you worked very hard. Some wives they like when you appreciate the food, how it tastes really good. Some wives don't, they're not really into that to taste. It's, I worked very hard. Tell me how you appreciate how hard I worked. You know, it was very hard a three-day Yom Tiv. You know that that was very hard and how hot it was. The air conditioner doesn't even work in our house. It could be a million things. But the point of the matter is, is fill up the battery. Fill up the cup. Reach out to your wife. Give them the attention the appreciation, the affection that they deserve. If you do that, your wife will be like a mirror. She's going to reflect right back. Ladies, if you have husbands that are not doing this, they're not doing this for many reasons. They're not listening to the show. No, they're not doing this because they haven't grown up that way. They don't understand. They don't have guidance. Your husband needs a boost. He needs a boost. You know, you boost the car. He needs a boost. You have to give him instructions. Moshe Yaakov, Shlomo, I know that you're going to be very tired and I appreciate you learning from for us on Shavuos night, if we could spend some time on Shavuos, that would be great. If we can uh, go out with the family together, it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. It'll make me so happy. Moshe Yaakov, I want to tell you, Shavuos, boy, you know, I didn't realize we we're going to spend so much money on Shavuos. I, I really didn't. I, three day umptive, I went to the store, but then I realized, wow, I thought only milk and meals, but at the end of the day, it did cost a lot of money. And the truth of the matter is, 
you work very hard for the money. I just wanted to tell you, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It makes a big difference to me. But what do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? I also work. Okay. So you could thank him still, and he could thank you. <laughs> and if he doesn't thank you, be mevater. What do you mean I should be mevater? Be mevater. Let it go. Let it go. Fill up his gas tank. His gas tank is the feeling of achievement, the feeling of what he does, what he accomplished. Let him feel that way. Compliment him. Compliment your wife. All these things are very important. Shavuos is a time to connect. You're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. Remember this lecture I'm giving you right now at 11.38 and 45 seconds. It's funny, I got this really big clock in front of me. It tells me how much time I have left. Remember this lecture because you're going to see on Shavuos, you're going to be tested. Zman Matan Torah. The opportunity that you have to connect to your husband, connect to Hashem, I can almost guarantee you the Yetzirah will try to disconnect you. The Yetzirah will try to cause a fight. The Yetzirah will want you to criticize your husband or to criticize your wife. That's what's going to happen. Control yourselves. Control yourselves. Being mevater, mevater on a daily basis. always mevater. Be mevater on Shavuos. wants us to connect. Be mevater. Please be mevater for the sake of your family. Be mevater for the sake of your family. I want to tell you something. Wow, so much to talk about in 21 minutes. I met someone this morning. Oh, first of all, I want to tell you a couple of things. I saw such a beautiful Kiddush Hashem this morning. I want to share with my audience. This morning I was davening in a minion. And when it comes to the alias, when it comes to time for the, you know, Kriyat Torah, they bid. They bid for the alias, you know. They say, uh, $5 mitzvah, $10 mitzvah, $15 mitzvah. And it keeps on going. And what that means, for those of you ladies who don't know, what it basically means is they're bidding for the right to have the aliyah. The aliyah means that you give out, you have an aliyah for yourself if you want, or you give it to somebody else, and you could give out all the aliyahs, the Kayan, the Levi, the Yisrael, the Hagba, the Galila, the Hnasa Sefer Torah, yeah, they do it on Shabbos, but many shuls actually do it during the week, and it raises money for the shul. Okay, very nice minute. This morning, I was uh, dominating, and suddenly, they, they were selling the aliyahs, and suddenly there was one guy who never, the guy never bids for aliyahs. I dominate every morning. And I see this guy start, he pipes up and he's, and he's like, okay, $15. So the guy's like, okay, $15 mitzvahs. And then you see another guy who's bidding against him, $25. So the other guy goes, $25. And the other guy starts fighting with him. Now the guy who fights with him doesn't usually fight. He's not, he's not even get involved. And the guy originally who's bidding, he's, he never gets involved in the bidding either. It was just very, very strange. But it seemed like that the original guy who was bidding, this guy who never bids anymore, there was a reason that he was bidding. I, I didn't know what the reason was. Later on, I found out. But there was a reason that he was bidding. And this other guy was trying to outbid him. He was trying to outbid him. And it was like, why are you trying to outbid this guy? Obviously, he's bidding for, for the Aliyah. He maybe has a yard site. Maybe something's going on. What's going on? Why are you outbidding him? And then it seemed like this guy... Okay, the, uh, the original guy who was bidding, he lost the bid because the other guy was bidding a, a higher amount than him. And I'm like, what just happened? And then comes the time for Kriya Torah, and who gets the Aliyah? Who gets Shlishi? The original guy. The original guy who was bidding, he was the one who got the Aliyah. And then I, I tried to find out, you know what just happened over here? What happened over here is this the first guy who was bidding never bids. So the other person saw, oh, this guy is bidding. Why is he bidding? I'm going to outbid him and I'm going to give him the Aliyah. Do you hear this? Beautiful Kiddush Hashem. Do you hear? Mikam Yisrael. It was like, wow. Wow. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, oh boy, this guy is nasty. He's trying to outbid the other guy. That's not what was happening. He was trying to outbid the other guy in order to give him the Aliyah because obviously the guy's Aliyah is very important. Wow, such a beautiful thing. And then after davening, what do I see? I see this other guy, this other guy who, who never just lost his mother. And I come over to him. I'm talking to him, this and that. And it's incredible how positive this person was. He's so positive. He just lost his mother. I think it was a heart attack. It was complete sudden. And here he is, and he's being so positive. And, and Akash Boko is going to help. And Hashem and Hashem is going to be amazing. It's fine. We're gonna, and he's telling about Chiyas HaMesim and this and that. I'm like, wow, this guy, unbelievable. And as he's talking, I'm saying to him, and and and... and and maybe tell me a little more about your mother. And he says, starts talking about his mother. And then I get it. I get it. His mother was an incredibly positive person. 
She suffered a lot in her life. She went through a lot of tsars, a lot of challenges. But no matter what hit her, she was positive. And then I look at him, and he's talking about his mother, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, got it. I got it. Now I understand why you're so positive, because your mother was so positive. Duh. Right? Lead by example. Now I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you this in order that you should think that your husband or your wife is being negative. It's not the point of this story. The point of this story is that is what you see is what you get when it comes to chinuch, when it comes to children. They're watching you. They're watching your relationship with your husband. They're watching your criticism. They're watching your attacking. You're watching all the negativity. But you know what? They also watch the positivity. And it's a monkey see, monkey do. I'm sorry to say this. Not always. We can get out of that shell. I understand. But naturally, it's monkey see, monkey do. So don't just connect to your spouse for your own relationship. Do it for your children. Your children are watching. If you're going to have something that you need to negotiate with your husband, take it out. Take it out. Don't do it in front of all the kids. Of course, not in front of all the guests. But not for, excuse me, can we talk for a second? Or just let it go. Let it go. It's monkey see, monkey do. I was watching this guy today. I'm like, wow, it's so clear to me. It's so clear to me. So, so, so clear to me. So that's number one. The first piece is connect, 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 attention, appreciation, affection. Gentlemen, get something for your wives. Erev Yomtiv. You're getting flowers for your house. It's not for your wife. It's not for your wife. Maybe get a separate set of flowers. Maybe get her something else. Show her that you're thinking about her. Show that you're appreciating her. She's working very hard for Yomtiv. Show her. Ladies, ladies, I'm also talking to you. I'm sorry. This is not a one-way street. Of course, quintessentially, you're the receivers. But many times, your husbands need that boost. Many times, you need, your husband needs to be lifted in order to give to be empowered in order to give. What, what's the most powerful tool? I'll tell you, appreciation. Moshe, Yaakov, you've been working so hard for the family. I really appreciate you. You're a really amazing guy. Shimon, I noticed this morning that when you left, you cleaned after yourself. I know it's a silly thing, but you, I know it means a lot to me, and that's why you did it, and I really appreciate that. It made a big difference in my life. Yaakov, so ladies, ladies, don't just listen to me here. Don't just listen to me, Rebecca Greenfield. I love your classes. Baruch Hashem, I get all this beautiful feedback. Take Action. Take action. When you finish the show, text your, hu- text your husband. I just want to tell you, I really appreciate this, that, the other thing. If it's awkward, fine. Wait till he comes back home. Tell him, I appreciate you. I, I, I thank you. I noticed. Men, the same thing for you. I appreciate it. I noticed. I realized. You're wonderful. You're amazing. It's so important. It's so important. Either do it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Do it for your spouse. Do it for yourself or do it for your children. Do it for your children because they're the ones who are witnessing all of this. So stop being so uncomfortable. Stop feeling so uncomfortable and saying, okay, some of you don't want don't, don't, don't to connect. You know, some of you say, okay, I don't know, am I supposed to hug my husband in front, in front of the kids? Okay, everybody has their sheets and it's 100%. But complimenting your husband in front of the children. Make sure to do it in front of the children. Yeah, in front of the children. Compliment it in front of the kids. You don't have you don't know what it gives to the child. You don't know what it does to the child. I work with a lot of these kids. You don't know what it does to the child. Either way, if there's a toxic relationship or there's a good relationship. So let's get out of our our comfort zone. I was telling someone the other day. A big piece of marriage is to shut down the autopilot. Shut it down. Go beyond our comfort zone and do things that are awkward uncomfortable, they feel weird, it feels very weird, to, I don't do this type of thing, but I'm going to do it in any ways. I don't usually compliment people like this, but I'm going to compliment my wife anyways. I don't usually compliment my husband, but I'm going to compliment him anyways. It's weird, but I'm going to do it. It's weird to say to my husband, to say to my husband, I, I know that you're very busy, but, uh, but, and if you can't do it, fine, but if we could spend some time tomorrow night, that, that would make me very happy. Why should I do that? It's very weird. I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. But it's like I was telling people in the workshop, what do you want to do? You want to, you, you want to be right or you want to do what's right? What do you want to do? You want to like say it's not fair? Guess what? This I was telling people in the workshop. Life is not fair. It's not fair. You know, you tell your children, I'm sorry. Life is not fair. Now, ultimately, we know it is fair, but life, life is not fair. Life is not fair. So let's not be fair. Let's do what the right thing is. And then you're going to see you be able to be mavater and connect to your spouse. So that's what I'm saying. Invest in your marriage. Invest in this yamtiv. This Shabbos, ladies, if it's still possible, I know some of you already, you're cooking, you're this and that, but if it's still possible, 
it might be a good idea to ask your husband, Moshe, Yaakov, I was thinking, here's my menu. Is there anything else that you want that make you happy? Yes. To wait to, to a man's heart, to many of your husband's heart, is through his stomach. It's the way it is. Food is, is important to a lot of your husbands. There are husbands who don't care. But if you know your husband's like that, say, is there anything special? I could get you with this and that, whatever. I'll try if it's not too late. Obviously, it's Thursday. You know, it's a little bit late now. But see if you can. You know your husband's going to stay up all night? Figure it out now. Say to him, Moshe, Yaakov, I'm saying not in this second, but you know, when he comes home, whatever it is, say to him, when do you want to have the meal on Sunday? What time? And you know what? The men, the, your husband's sleeping. Your kids are sleeping. Work it out that you and the girls are not home. Go with the girls and the younger kids. Go to the park. Spend some time in the park so your husband and the boys could sleep. Now, you could say, technically speaking, you could say, I don't have to do that. Why do I have to do that? I've been toiling so hard and everything. I'm in, I, I can't live in my own house. And maybe you're right. But that's not what marriage is all about. Marriage is not being right. Marriage is about doing right. That's what marriage is about. So Rabbi Blech, and like we always, he's, he's, he's someone that I used to go, originally I used to work in, uh, in Shalom Bayes, I used to go to him, he was, he was a mentor of mine. And, and he used to tell me all the time, he said, tell your couples, he said, tell your couples like this, tell them, it's not about being right, it's about doing right. And I take that along because it's so, so, so important. It's about doing right. Next I want to talk about hats. Your husband is going to have his hats on. Your husband is going to have his hats on. You're going to see. You're going to see. Because he's not going to get enough sleep. He's not. There's only so much, you know. You don't stay up all night, and then you sleep. But you can't really sleep during the day. Well, you can sleep three, four hours. He's going to wake up. He's going to be short-tempered. He's going to be... Um, he, he, he's going to be judgmental. He's going to have his hats on. Don't engage him. Don't engage him. Say to yourself, he's got his hats on. It's okay. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to be mevater. I'm not taking it seriously. I'm not taking his hats seriously. What is hats? Hats, let me tell you, those of you who listen to my shows, your body is like a car in a certain sense. I, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm comparing it to a car because a lot of us can relate to cars. But think of a car. Something goes wrong in the car, so the light goes. There's like an engine light, a transmission light, a this light, an oil light. Today you have tire lights, your tire's not inflated enough, all sorts of lights, right? So you have a sensor, and the sensor detects that, let's say, your tire is low. So all of a sudden you see on your dashboard, there's like a, like a little tire thing. Oh, I guess I have to change my tire because, because I, have, I, have, I have my tires low, so I got to change my tire. Okay. Right? So that's a sensor. Sends the signal. And the signal, you make the decision. Right? Same thing in our brain. This is, this is, I'm not, you know, by the way, this is not like, you know, fantasy, nice to talk about, feel good stuff. This is MS. This is the truth. You can study your brain. You'll see what it's all about. There are sensors. And, and when, you're, when your sensors detect something, things like, oh, you don't love me. You don't care about me. You, 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 you care about other people more, more than me. You're criticizing me, even though you're not saying it. I could tell by your body language. I could tell by the way you're talking to me that you really don't love me, you don't care about me. These are sensors. And we sense that. What happens is our brain, our emotional part of our brain, right? We have, senses it. And then it sends messages to the cognitive part, right? The, the conscious and the subconscious, right? The conscious part of our brain, the cognitive part of our brain says, uh-oh, my wife doesn't love me. My wife doesn't care about me. My wife, uh, I asked her for something. She said, she said to me, she's like, I can't do it. That means, but she would do it for other people. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I have a problem. I have a problem. There's a problem. There's a light. The light goes on. The light goes on. It's a problem. It's a problem. Now, it's a faulty sensor. Why is it faulty? Because you have your hats on. Either you're hungry, you're angry, you're tired, you're stressed, you're sick. Self-esteem issues is another big one. By the way, it's another one. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about hats. I'm going to add another S to the hats, like the hats, H-A-T-S. We've got H-A-T-S-S-S. And that is hungry, angry, tired, stressed, sick, self-esteem. Self-esteem, I see, is a big, 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 big issue. So anyways, because of we got our hats on, the sensor doesn't work. Since it doesn't work, so I'm saying to my mom, she's upset at me, she doesn't care about me, she doesn't love me, he's upset at me, he's attacking me, he's criticizing me, this and that. And then what happens is we become short-tempered and then we act upon it. We act upon it. And how do we act? Either we're passive, we stonewall. What's the matter? Nothing. What's the matter? Nothing. I don't want to talk. What's the matter? Something's the matter. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it becomes passive-aggressive. Or we do the other thing. We attack, we explode, 
we criticize, we're short-tempered, we knock, we belittle, we shtach, we're sarcastic, we're, we're, you know, all these things, all these toxic things. And we're doing it because we have faulty sensors. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it's the reality. It's the reality. So you want to talk Musar? We'll talk Musar. It shouldn't happen. Ain't a chanami. People are very high levels. But you want to talk Lamaisa? Lamaisa, it happens. So if you see that your husband has his hats on, there are two ways. You could say to him, Why do you have, why are you upset at me? Why are you upset at me? Why are you attacking me? Why are you criticizing me? That's not right. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's get into a fight. Tit for tat, we're going to get into a fight. Why? Because I'm taking you seriously. Because I'm taking you seriously. So, number one, realize he has his hats on. Let it go. Let it go. Don't take him seriously. He hasn't slept. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't drank. By the way, I want to tell you something very interesting. A couple of days ago, it was a very, very hot day. I found myself, I'm, telling, I'm being very open. People who listen to this, a million people listen to this. I don't care. This is very important for everybody to hear. I found myself being short-tempered. I was talking to people, I, I'm like losing patience. I don't know what's going on with myself. I really did not realize it until I took a drink. It was a while. It took me a while until I took that drink. I took a drink of water, and then I'm like, that's when I realized that I had my hat on. I realized it after I drank. Don't tell your husband you have your hats on, ever. Don't tell your wife you have your hats on. Because first of all, that's only going to make them even worse. Second of all, they're going to deny this. I have my hats on. I'm telling you. I know what it is. I know. I know. You're wrong. You, you don't care about me. You, you promised me. You're this. You're that. Don't tell your spouse you have your hats on. They'll realize it later on. They will. They'll leave right line. The next day, listen to my classes, that for sure. The next day, they're going to come back and say, you know what? You're right. Last night, I, I, I was a little bit crazy. I'm sorry. I had my hats on. I'm sorry. They should. And if they don't, let it go. But don't look at your husband and say to him, why? Why is he being so explosive? Why is he being so short-tempered? Why is he being a bear? You know why he's being a bear? Because he didn't sleep. He was up all night last night. So yes, of course he was supposed to do that. But now he slept for three hours. He couldn't sleep much. And now he's upset. Now he's upset. He's upset. He'll be short-tempered. He'll, he'll, he'll also get upset. Oh, but Rabbi Greenfield, he's upset at the kids. It's my kids who are getting the brunt of it. If that's the case, you go over to him. Moshe, Yaakov, Shlomo. I understand that Moshe is bothering you. I understand that, that uh, Yaakov is bothering you. I understand that, and he's making you crazy. I, I, I understand that. If you could let me deal with it, I'd really appreciate it. But you don't, why should you? Please, Moshe, if it'll make me deal, it'll really make me happy. It'll really make, let me deal with it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. Don't tell him you're all upset, you didn't sleep. No. Moshe, it'll make me very happy. If you make, let me deal with it, I'd really, really be okay. Uh, really. And if it doesn't work, we'll talk about it later. Speak to him nicely. Speak to him gently. Ladies, you have that power. You have that power. Your, wife, your husband wants to make you happy. Trust me, your husband wants to make you happy. It's your biggest leverage you have. So I'm telling you, if it's an issue with the kids, do that. Do that. Now that's for the people who are experiencing the hats. Don't judge. Do not judge your friend until you are standing until you're standing in his place. Trust me, ladies. Trust me, men. If you would have the hat on that your spouse has, you would be the same way. I'm telling you, you know it, because at the end of the day, you've had your hats on too. If you would be hungry, angry, tired, sick, stressed, self-esteem, hormonal, whatever it is, I'm telling you, you would have the same, you would be worse. You would be worse. So let's not judge people. Let's not, I'm not the big thing over here. I'm not talking to one specific person. I'm talking to everybody, including myself, really, including myself. And that is, don't get upset at your wife or your husband because they misinterpreted your words. Don't get upset at them. Say to your wife, I just told you, I just asked you, uh, I just said to you, I see, I see you didn't get the dishes done last night. This is a classical case. I say this a million times. But there could be a million, million cases like this. I, all I'm telling you is I see you didn't do it, and you're getting all upset at me. Why are you getting all upset at me? The first thing you have to think about is hats. The first thing. Is she hungry, angry, tired, stressed? Was she up all night last night? Was she in a fight with her mother, with her sister? Is something else going on? Does she drink? If she has her hats on, let it go. Let it go. Don't say to her, but, but, but why are you interpreting it like that? Why do you always interpret negatively? <laughs> men, men, because I hear this from the men all the time. Men, you know what I'm talking about now. You, you know what I'm talking about. Where you get upset. Why is my wife interpreting everything that I say negative? I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just asking her questions. You know why she's doing it? Let me tell you why she's doing it. She's doing it because you would do the exact same thing. 
You would do the exact same thing if you would go through what she's going through. You would do the exact same thing and you probably would have been worse. I'm sorry to be so strong. I'm sorry to be so strong. But that's the truth. And sometimes, sometimes you know that even though she, you're mostly right, that you really didn't mean to hurt her feelings, but there were innuendos. You know, if you think about it, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't like your wife to speak to you that way either. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful and not judge people and say, well, how come you're interpreting everything I say negatively? You know why? Because you would do exactly the same. That's what I'm telling you, because you do exactly the same. So instead, to look at your spouse and to say, you know what? Shavuos is coming up. I'm committed to this marriage. I'm in it for the long run. At Mea Vestra, till Mashiach comes. Like the guy said to me this morning, you know what? He said to me, he said to me that his, he passed, somebody in his family passed away. He says, I, I don't care. There's going to be Tchias Amesim. Like, I'm like, the way he was talking was like unbelievable. He's committed. He's committed to Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're committed to our wives. We're committed to our husbands. It's an eternal commitment. Are you going to amputate your leg? That's what a divorce is. Sometimes you have to. I understand. There are a lot of people here who listen to me who divorce. I understand. Sometimes you have no choice. It takes two to tango. Well, not always, by the way. Not always. We'll talk about it a different time. But I will tell you, it's a complete and utter commitment to your marriage. That's what Shavuos is. It's our complete and utter commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To say no matter what, we're going to be like Rus and say, you know what? Where you go, I go. What you do, I do. I am with you, Naomi. I am with you. That's what Rus said. That's what we're going to say. And that's what you say in your marriage. My darling husband, my darling wife, you know what? You're upsetting me, but I am committed here. I am ultimately committed to this marriage no matter what happens. That's what Shavuos is all about. So number one, let's do Chazara. Number one is connecting to Shavuos, connecting to your spending, spending time with your spouse, maybe taking a walk with your spouse, working it out, appreciating, very big, both for men and for women. Ladies, if your husbands are not doing everything I'm talking to you about, Try to recharge his battery. You know how you recharge? Appreciate, appreciate, and appreciate some more. You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate this, that, the other thing. And then letting go, being mavater, being like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. I am going to let go. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Any questions, comments, feedback? It's hard for me to answer all your questions. I, 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 Baruch Hashem, now I'm getting a lot of feedback. We try, try, try. 917-397-28401. 917-397-28401. Have an amazing, inspiring, and connecting and committed Shavuos. Thank you very much. Have a great week.